today. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. As we come, we gather on this day where you went to that cross, that cross of Calvary. Lord, you did something unspeakable. You did something unheard of. Lord, you did something that changed the very course of human history. And so, Lord, we come in this place this moment. We, we honour you. We acknowledge you. Lord, we ask, come and have your way in our lives this day, Lord, just as you had your way. Your will was done on that day, on the cross. Lord, we pray that your will be done here in this place too. Lord, we acknowledge you, Jesus, and all that you've done, all that you are. Lord, we bless this time we have together as a family. We ask you be with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Can we thank our team for a wonderful item? These guys do an amazing job. Hey, I want to welcome you out to this Good Friday service. It is just a joy to have you with us. My name is Steve Green. I'm the lead pastor here of Elam Christian Center East. So good to have our senior ministers, Pastor Luke and Marilyn Bro, here with us as well. And, uh, you know, it's such a joy for us to have you here with us at our Good Friday service. I want to do a big shout out to the overflow. I'm going to look right down the camera. I'm going to say hello to the overflow. All of you in the chapel, all of you in the cafe, all of you around wherever you are, uh, up on the mezzanine, hi there. Uh, but everyone else in the overflow, we just so uh, blessed that you've come to share your time with us. Don't feel like you're the weird outsiders who sit in a different room that no one wants to talk to. You're a part of us today, and we're so blessed to have you. Come on, church, put our hands together for the overflow. One of the things that, that my wife Bex and I love to do is just to sit around a table with friends, you know, just to share a meal and have some time where we sit and we, we just be together and talk and, and converse and just have fellowship and relationship. It's just a great thing to sit around a table. And you know, not long before Jesus went to that cross on Calvary, he sat at a table. And he sat at a table with his, with his friends, with his 12 disciples. And they were sitting down and they were enjoying the Passover meal. They were, were partaking in a meal together. And then in this moment, when they're having this meal together, Jesus did something. He did something a little bit different. He did something in this meal that he'd never done before. He said to his disciples, he took some bread and he broke the bread and he passed it around his disciples. And he said, this right here, this is my body. This is my body that's broken for you. He said, take this, each of you, eat it, and do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same breath, he takes some wine, and he takes the wine and he pours it to a cup. And he says, this, this is my blood. It's poured out for you. He said, it's poured out for the forgiveness of, of many, forgiveness of sins for many. This is to form a new covenant in my blood. And he says, Take of it, drink, each of you, and he says, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, in this moment, in this meal time where he's gathering with his disciples, he illustrates something beautiful. He illustrates something symbolic in this moment, which is directly related to what he's about to do, not just with bread and with wine, but what he's literally about to do on a cross, right? So he's saying, this is my body, it's, it's broken for you. This is a symbolic representation. 
You've got to understand that this is a symbolic representation. And he institutes it as something to do regularly, something that we do continually. We still do it today. It's this remembering. He's like, don't forget what I'm about to do. So he gives us a symbolic thing to show us what he's literally going to do on that cross. It's interesting to me, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but it's interesting to me that the ingredients that are used to make both bread and wine first must go through a process of destruction before they get to the place where they are. Both bread and wine both have to be crushed, broken, trampled in order to produce. It's a, it's, it's a process of destruction to produce something. I mean, you start with, with perfectly good wheat. Perfectly good wheat. I'm making a mess here. Perfectly good wheat. But that wheat is crushed. That wheat is ground. That wheat is taken from its form and is ground down into a powder. It's a process of destruction. It's perfectly good wheat. Nothing wrong with the wheat. But through a process of destruction, it produces something wonderful that satisfies. Like the grapes. Perfectly good grapes. Nothing wrong with the grapes. But perfectly good grapes are trampled underfoot, are bruised, are split, are broken, are crushed. And it's a process of destruction that produces something wonderful. Friends, just like perfectly good wheat and perfectly good grapes, the perfect and good and sinless and blameless Son of God went through Himself a process of destruction. But it wasn't the end result, wasn't the destruction. The destruction was just a process to produce something wonderful to produce something unheard of, precisely like this ingredients. It's no surprise that Jesus used these elements to show what he's about to do. His body broken, his blood shed, this process of destruction produces something wonderful. And here's the thing, friends. The Bible says this in Hebrews 12 too. It says that for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. Like, the cross wasn't the end result. If you're here today and you think Jesus just died on a cross and it was a horrible thing, then I got great news for you today. Because the cross wasn't the end result. The cross was just the process. The cross was the process of destruction to produce the end result. Like the, the, the cross is not the end result. That what, what, what is produced at the end of it. See, the Bible says, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. Christ knew that he had to endure the destruction. He had to endure the cross. Why? Because there was joy set before him. He knew that what that would produce would be something so joyful, so wonderful. And he knew it, so he endured the cross to, to, to produce what he was producing. It's an amazing thing. And so at a table, at a table with his friends, he illustrates what he's gonna do with bread and with wine. Through a process of destruction, something beautiful is made, something wonderful is made. His body broken, his blood shed. But I gotta tell you today, friends, it was never in vain. The process of his body being broken and his blood being shed was never in vain. It was never without purpose. It was never without end result. It produced something wonderful. And the prophet Isaiah, thousands of years before Jesus came, he prophesied the pro that what was gonna produce out of the process. Do you understand? 
He prophesied what was gonna produce out of the process. He said this, Isaiah 53, verse number four. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. You see the end result here? It's not just a process, it's, it's a process to produce something. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Friends, the great, the great paradox of the cross is what seemed like the day of the greatest triumph of evil was actually the death blow in God's glorious plan to redeem humanity. Come on, that was a mouthful. Hope you understood that. What was, what was supposed to bring death actually brought life. What was supposed to be a, a process of destruction actually created something that this world had never, ever seen before. It's the great triumph of Good Friday that through the broken body and, and, the, and the, the spilled blood of Jesus that what is available to you today is not death but life. That God, the only way to describe it is a divine exchange is made available. And the prophet Isaiah kind of spoke to this when we read this passage. That through the process of destruction, God produces the availability of a divine exchange. Where we exchange our condition for His. Where we get to exchange our sinfulness and our brokenness for His life and abundance. It's just the most amazing thing. I wanna, I wanna show you today, this is, this is what the cross produced for you and I today. Jesus' body broken, His blood shed perfectly good, sinless, spotless Son of God, went through a process of destruction to produce something for you and I. Let me, know, let me tell you today, this is what he produced. Jesus was punished that you might be forgiven. I mean, that's good news today. Jesus was punished that you might be forgiven. The, the greatest need of the human heart is the need of forgiveness. Jesus was punished that you might be forgiven. If you need forgiveness today, friends, I've got great news for you. It was part of the process to produce for you the forgiveness for all of your sin. Jesus took it on himself, the sin and the weight of sin of all humanity. You don't have to try and be good enough. You don't have to try and be perfect. You don't have to earn your way. There is forgiveness for you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. He was punished that you might be forgiven. There was a debt you owed. There was a debt I owed. Listen, I might be the pastor of a church, but that does not make me in any means of the imagination perfect at all. Ask my wife and ask my boss. They will tell you. <laughs> we all have a need for forgiveness and Jesus was punished that we might receive forgiveness. Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Jesus took upon himself these wounds that you and I might be healed, be made whole, both mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Jesus was wounded that you might receive healing, complete healing, full healing from the inside out. Jesus was made sin for our sinfulness that we might be made righteous in his righteousness. This is the divine exchange that takes place. This is what's produced as a result of the process of destruction. It's produced for you that you now have available to you the righteousness of God that you can call your own. That you, he, Jesus was made sin for our sinfulness that we could be made righteous in his righteousness. Friends, it's not about earning your way. It's not about being good enough. Some people say, oh, you know, when I'm good enough, then I'll come to Jesus or I wouldn't come to church because I'm messed up. Listen, friends, this is the beauty of the cross. You come as you are. You come as you are. 
You come with all your sinfulness. That's exactly what he did on the cross was to pay for you so you could exchange your sinfulness for his righteousness. The beauty of the cross is you come as you are, but you never stay as you are. Because Jesus gets in and he exchanges from you your sinfulness and he gives you his righteousness. He gives you his righteousness. It's just the most amazing thing. Jesus tasted death for us that we might share in his life. This is the exchange. Jesus tasted death and he was buried in a tomb. Three days later, he conquers death and the grave. He tasted death that you might receive his life and it's life abundant, it's life eternal. John 3, 16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the production of the cross. That's the process of destruction. Brings what is produced, which is life for you you right now in abundance and life eternal. The end of the story is not when you die. There is a greater picture at play. There's a greater story being told. Jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. Jesus gave up the whole glory of heaven. He gave up his throne and he came and he dwelt. It just strikes me that the king of heaven, the one who formed this world, the one who even, the one who created the hill on which he was going to die, endured mockery and scorn and shame from the people that he created. He stood there, said nothing, took it all, and we get to exchange. He became, he, he cut himself off. He was, he, he endured this poverty that we might share in his abundance. He went through all that. Why? To create something beautiful for you and I, and that's we get to share the abundant life that he promises us. Let me tell you, the life that Jesus offers you is not one of lack, it is not one of disappointment, it is not one of shame, it is not one where you are lacking anything, your spirit, your soul, it's like bread to your soul. The Jesus said he's the bread of life, he will fully satisfy you and give you abundance in every possible area in your life. Jesus bore our shame that we might receive his glory. Listen man, this is a great promise. You don't have to live in your shame, in your guilt, you get to exchange your shame for his glory. Jesus endured my rejection that I might receive his acceptance with the Father. Listen, you may not be in right standing with God right now, but what he produced through the process of destruction is that you can be reconciled with your heavenly Father. He was cut off that you might be joined in. He was, listen, he was a curse that you might receive his abundance. He was cut off that we might be joined in with the Lord. And get this, our old man was put to death in him that we, the new man might rise inside of us through him. This is the great promise of God for you. The exchange that takes place inside of the human heart through the process of destruction that Jesus accomplished on the cross was that you could receive a brand new you. You become a brand new you. God changes you and fixes you and, and, and restores you from the inside out. Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. They are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. This is the great news of Good Friday, is that all of this for you and I is a free gift of God. It's a free gift. It's called God's grace. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be good enough. In fact, you can't be good enough and you can't earn it. And that's exactly why Jesus went to the cross. Because he paid it all for you. He did it all for you and I. You can, friends, no matter who you are today, no matter what you've done, no matter what your background, no matter who you are in the overflow, in the, in, in the cafe, no matter who you are and what you've done, you get to exchange your sin for his righteousness, your shame for his glory, and death for life. It's an incredible promise of God. I sort of think that's why we call Good Friday good, 
Like, what happened to Jesus wasn't good. Let's be honest. That's horrific. That's horrible. But what God achieved through that process was so immeasurably good. That's why Good Friday is so good. Not because of what he went through, but because of what he achieved. That's so good. It's the good news for you and I, that anyone who receives him has the right to become a child of God, right standing with God, new life in him. My question simply for every one of us today is have you received that exchange? Have you received that exchange? It's freely available to you, friend. Have you received that exchange? We've all messed up. We've all fallen short. And I don't know what's brought you in here today. I don't know where you've come from. Uh, there's a lot of familiar faces here, and there's many that are not. And listen, it doesn't matter to me where you're from, what you've done, your background, your past. What matters to me is where you're going and who you're going with. And I wanna tell you today, you're welcome here, you're accepted here. The love of God is for everybody. Rich, poor, sinner, saint, famous, forgotten, the love of God is for everyone. And the love of God is here for you today. And I would love in a moment just to extend an invitation to you. If you've never received this divine exchange, will you acknowledge that what Jesus did on that cross and you exchange your sinfulness for his righteousness, your guilt and shame for his grace and glory. I wanna invite you to do that today. I'd love to extend that invitation to you. Can I ask everyone in this room just to stand to your feet really quickly? All across the place, in the overflow, in the chapel, in the cafe. His body broken. His blood shed. Like, like bread and wine. A process of destruction that produced something wonderful. But let me tell you, friend, once you taste of what God has to offer you through Jesus, you'll soon discover that nothing else in this life will ever satisfy you like He does. No bread, no wine, no, no, nothing this world will offer you will ever satisfy you like what God has to offer you through Jesus. And what I'd love to do in a, just, just right now is invite everyone in this room just to close your eyes just for a moment, just out of respect for those around you, maybe bow your head, just take a moment before God and just ask yourself today, have I received that exchange? You've come today to a Good Friday service, obviously because God means something to you. And some of you today, maybe this is your first time in church for a long time. Maybe you woke up this morning and thought, man, I need to get to church. My life's a mess. My life's a shambles. It couldn't be any more broken if I tried. So you thought, you know what? I'm gonna come to church. Maybe today you've never stepped foot in church in your life and this is the first day. Maybe because grandma dragged you here. Well, I praise grandma. I would love to extend this invitation to you today. If you don't know Jesus, or you've never received that divine exchange that He has for you, I wanna pray a prayer right now, and I, and I wanna invite you, just where you're standing, in the overflow, in the chapel, in the cafe, in this auditorium, on the mezzanine, 
I want to invite you to pray this prayer in your heart as I pray it out loud. Just, it's very simple. It's a simple prayer acknowledging all Jesus has done for you, acknowledging your need for Him, surrendering your life into His hands, and receiving all that He has for you. And by faith, this divine exchange takes place. Your sin exchanged for His righteousness. Your brokenness for His healing. It's a wonderful thing. If that's you today, and I know there's probably many in this room and many in the overflows, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer right now. Just say these words in your heart as I say out loud. Just say, God, today, this Good Friday, I acknowledge my need for you. I know that I've sinned and I know that I've messed up. But I believe that Jesus, you died for me. That your body was broken and your blood was shed to produce for me this divine exchange. I receive that now. I turn from my old way and I turn now to the life you have for me. I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongs. I turn from that now, and I turn to you. I ask you, come in. Be my Lord. Be my Savior today. I choose from this moment to live for you. In Jesus' name. Just while your eyes closed and head bowed, I want to give you an opportunity right now just to acknowledge before me and before God, that you prayed that prayer today. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to single you out. But I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to take a step of faith today. Say, you know what? That's me. I prayed that prayer. God's doing something in my heart and in my life, and I know I need Him. I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, all I want you to do is quickly slip your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'll, I'll acknowledge you put your hand up and then you can put it back down. Just, this is a faith step for you. This is, the, this is almost sealing the deal, the pray, prayer you just prayed. Ready? If you prayed that prayer, on the count of three, lift your hand up nice and high. In the overflow, do the same. In the chapel, in the cafe, one, two, three. Hands up nice and high. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Your hands all over the place. God bless you. God bless you. Right down the back. Thank you. Right down the back. Yes, over in the corner. Thank you so much. Up on the mezzanine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. In the, in the chapel, I know overflow, there's many people saying yes to Jesus. This is the moment, friends, where, where this divine exchange is available to you to come and receive all that He has for you, to come and exchange your sin for His righteousness, his, receive His grace over your life, the new life that He promised you. Awesome. Anyone else? Just yeah, this is your moment. Just put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, yes, I see you, man. Yes, I see you down over there. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You put your hands down now. God, we thank you so much for your presence here today. God, I thank you for what was achieved at that cross for every single one of us. And we thank you, Jesus, that the cross wasn't the end of the story, that you defeated death and the grave to produce for us new and abundant life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together, all those people that said yes to Jesus today. Let me tell you, for those who said yes, Good Friday will never be the same again for you. Can I ask you to do something? Don't go anywhere, don't leave, don't leave. We're gonna sing together just for a few moments. 
And then at the end of our service, we're going to take communion together. So can I encourage you, don't leave, don't go anywhere. We'd love for you to stick around. We're going to have communion together in just a few moments. But let's sing, let's give God some praise in this place.